the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. And uh, I want to tell you real quickly about our friends at the Freedom Foundation. They created optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. When you go there, you can see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your government union. That's important for two reasons. One, um, you're going to save about $1,000 per year. And inflation is a nasty tax, particularly on people in the middle class. And so uh, every, every dollar counts right now. And that will save you some dollars to keep in your wallet and in your pocket, in your purse. But the better part is that it it keeps that money away from union bosses who monolithically support progressive policies. There's no way around it. Um, that's what they support. Those are the candidates they support. And so, uh, you know, my old wrestling coach used to tell me, you kill the head, you kill the beast. Well, the head of the beast is funding. And so... Freedom Foundation helps government employees um, detach from their unions and frees them from union bondage, and they do that with optouttoday.com. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation for delivering the message of freedom to government employees and for their continued support of the Ohio Press Network. And thank you for <clears throat> being patient with me in my, in my voice today. Uh, all right, I want to bring in our next guest. She is Mehek Cook. She is an attorney. She's a mom. She's a small business owner. She's a political commentator, and uh, she's a spokesperson for Americans for Prosperity. Mahek, welcome back to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you today? I'm good, Jack. How are you? Super fantastic. Uh, I know we have a couple of things we want to talk about today. Um, let's start with the American dream. I saw a, an interesting post on social media from Americans for Prosperity, and uh, why don't you tell us um, – what that post is is telling us and um, maybe what we need to be thinking about in this 2024 election season with respect to the American dream. I think the message in the 2024 election season is clear. We have to believe that prosperity is possible. We have lots of members of Congress, including Speaker Johnson, who has been speaking about what Americans have faced in the last three-plus years under Joe Biden and what's possible. When you talk to average voters today, everybody is concerned. We are working harder, but we are not able to achieve the American dream. And that is at the forefront of everybody's mind. We're being crushed by inflation, taxes, government regulations. So there's this huge, almost depression that you're starting to see amongst people as we feel that we cannot achieve the American dream, that it's not attainable. Americans for Prosperity is really talking about the fact that prosperity is possible. We have huge economic concerns today, whether that's electricity prices, it's up 25%, food prices up 20.2%. I mean, we're seeing a huge 
price increase, but our real wages aren't increasing since Biden took office. But there is a path forward, and that truly starts with electing a strong leader in the White House, electing a Republican that is forward-thinking, electing a Republican that is actually going to enact solutions. And that's where Americans for Prosperity has continued to push to make sure that the White House is secure so that we have a path forward and ability to provide for our families today. Yes. Uh, it's so funny. We hear Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's not funny. It's sad. Corinne Jean-Pierre talk, you know, about the GDP and about Bidenomics working. And, you know, you, you look at your grocery bill and you get your, your heating bill, particularly right now, uh, th- these months, um, and, and they're just crushing people. Uh, real wages are down. So when you say um, a strong leader in the White House, um, can can you can you tilt your cards a little bit? Do you have does Americans for Prosperity have a dog in the fight? So Americans for Prosperity Action Network has endorsed Nikki Haley, and the endorsement really came at a time when we are struggling with foreign policy. We do not have strong foreign policy, whether that comes to how we've handled Ukraine, Israel, China, and now even Taiwan. And she has a strong record. Nikki was a very strong governor in South Carolina. She has the foreign policy experience when it comes to how to combat the foreign seas threats that we are seeing every single day. And she has a strong policy at the southern border. So Americans for Prosperity has continued to lay the groundwork. They showed up in Iowa. They knocked hundreds of thousands of doors. And the next big battle for them is truly going to be in New Hampshire. Yes. So um, in the Iowa caucuses, um, Trump had a majority. Haley was third, just a little bit behind uh, Ron DeSantis. To your point, New Hampshire is it seems to be Nikki Haley's strong suit right now. Real clear uh, politics average has Trump at 44 and a half and Nikki Haley uh, really only about 13 points behind Trump. Um, and, And that's pretty close. Uh, now when you get into South Carolina, the lead starts to widen a little bit. I'm going to push back on you. I'm, uh, and, and I'm going to play a clip for you. And, and this comes, um, from the, the war room podcast. And then I want to get your reaction to it. I'm, I'm not going to varnish it. I'm just going to play it. And then I, and I want you to respond with respect to some of the comments made regarding Nikki Haley and, and, uh, Ron DeSantis. This is uh, cut three and it's uh, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. There and it was just, it was gut busting. I mean, last night was one of the best nights in the war room ever. Uh, we just sat there and it was just, it was gut busting to watch the complete and total meltdown of the haters over at MSNBC and a little bit CNN, although CNN's a little too boring. You really get the pure hate and the pure meltdown on MSNBC. Uh, of course, uh, we do have serious business to talk about today. Ron DeSanctimonious and, of course, Birdbrain. Uh, this thing is over. The donor class has to understand it's over. The $37 million of Coke money that Nikki Haley spent in the last three or four weeks, the, I think, $120 million just on TV advertising, another, say, let's $100 million, $250 million, quarter of a billion dollars spent on nothing, on literally nothing, except trying to hurt the MAGA movement and trying to hurt President Trump. It's over. It's time to wrap it up. Now, Steve Bannon doesn't mince words, and so I do apologize for um, you know the, the bird brain comment there. And De Sanctimonious, obviously, that is a, a Trumpism for, for Ron DeSantis. 
Um, Mac, how do you respond to that? There, there are certain folks on on the MAGA side of the aisle who are going, well, yeah, I agree with Bannon. But but what say you? Well, Iowa was a slam dunk for President Trump. Let's remember, he won 98 out of 99 counties. And the county that he lost in Iowa, he lost by one vote. So this is a historic win, and you cannot take that away from President Trump. What's interesting in New Hampshire, though, is when you look at voters there, Voters can vote in this primary without being Republican. There's actually 30-plus percent of voters that are deemed independent. They are much more of a moderate voting base. So this is where I think there's going to be a lot more clarity on what these candidates have. Do they have a path forward, or they, do they need to fold in like Vivek Ramaswamy did and endorse President Trump? What I see happening in New Hampshire is – continued momentum from the Trump campaign and also Nikki Haley in terms of her AFP endorsement and supporters pounding the pavement to try and, you know, shorten that gap between where Trump is and Nikki Haley is. So this isn't over, in my opinion, until we see where New Hampshire plays out. And when you look at the last seven races during this primary, five out of seven have been called by New Hampshire. And then that was deemed our nominee. President Trump won last cycle in New Hampshire, and he was our nominee. So I think New Hampshire is going to be predictive of where we are. It's not Iowa. Okay, that's a great analysis. Unfortunately, we only have about 30 seconds here. Let me let me throw you this fastball. Is it possible that Nikki Haley goes alongside Donald Trump if Trump wins the nomination? Nikki Haley can maybe get the suburban women and the moderates. Do you think that that is it has a snowball's chance in Hades of happening about 20 seconds. I think there's a huge chance, especially if Nikki is not able to prevail to join the Trump ticket. And that would help Trump secure the white house. In my opinion, she is Mahek cook and she is adept at political analysis. And, uh, Mahek, we're grateful. Thanks for joining us today. And I'm sure we'll see you back next week. Thank you. All right. And thank you for listening to 98.9 FM. The answer, the Bruce Woolley show. Uh, more on the other side of the break. So stay tuned. Thank you to Mahat Cook and, uh, for her spending time with us this morning to talk about the American dream and uh, how it does feel a little bit out of reach when you think about inflation, government spending, regulations, um, which this is a uh, developing story for me. We'll uh, maybe get a chance to talk about this uh, a little bit down the line today. When we think about government spending and uh, really use of resources, right, I think about the border. And it appears Senate Republicans are going to forge ahead on a border bill over Speaker Johnson's opposition. Uh, my understanding is that border bill would uh, allow folks who are already here illegally to stay here. Um, what they siphon off from that, whether that be housing that's already um, at a level of shortage or public resources, for example, in California, folks can go on uh, the government uh, 
machine and get assistance that taxpayers pay for. So um, it's interesting that Senate Republicans are going to forge ahead on this. So we're going to dive into that. But that's that's part of it, right? <clears throat> is is the government, is the power monster of the government able to cut itself off at the knees? And it appears the answer is no. I mean, there's a party that's supposed to be for a government that is small, um, that spends or that collects and spends fewer tax dollars. It should be the Republican Party. Um, but if we're going to allow lawlessness to prevail in our country and uh, create scenarios and situations where those illegal folks can be here and utilize our resources. Heck, in some jurisdictions, um, (laughs) officials there want these um, non-citizens to be able to vote. We've got a crisis on our hands and uh, really unimpressed so far with how Republicans are handling it. Speaking about unimpressed and handling, man, oh, Manischewitz, we're going to talk about this more uh, with respect to what was uncovered uh, at 12.06. So the very next segment, we'll kick off hour number two with Erica Sanzi. She's um, Parents Defending Education Director of Outreach. And uh, what she has uncovered was... That story was broken yesterday. It's exclusive. Ohio School District requires staff to use names and pronouns. And we're talking about Columbus City Schools. And I'm looking at some rules right here from the Administrative Guideline Manual issued by Columbus City Schools, Section 5000, regarding students. The title of the policy is Transgender and gender variant students. It is an active policy. It was adopted August 12th, 2022. Uh, 5517.02, transgender and gender variant students under the guise of a safe and supportive environment. And yes, I said guys, um, because it's not safe or supportive to support gender dysphoria or gender confusion. I mean, if you are a practicing psychologist or physician and a student was suffering from bulimia or anorexia and showed up in your office weighing 88 pounds but said, I am obese, I'm fat, I cannot continue to eat and indulge and I really need a stomach stomach staple surgery. If you were a doctor or psychiatrist or psychologist that endorsed that, you should be barred and banned from practicing. But here we are. If it involves gender confusion or gender dysphoria, then we have to indulge the confusion or the illness. So it reads, Columbus City Schools... Board of Education policies 5517 and 5517.01 prohibit harassment, bullying, intimidation, and any other aggressive behavior based on a student's sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, and any other legally protected category. Title IX 
of the Education Amendments of 1972, uh, short Title IX, specifically prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in federally funded education programs and activities. That's right, sex. Not gender, sex. In the U.S. Department of Education, when they tried to roll out this rule change that Joe Biden and his administration is attempting to enact through agency rules, not through congressional act, it got, it got slowed down. Yet there are law firms in the state of Ohio. We've uncovered the documents that they sent to schools who are still telling schools that if you don't allow gender identity, sexual preference, gender expression under that umbrella to exist, Title IX protections, you could be in trouble. Well, that's not the case, folks. I'm not an attorney. I'm just telling you that's not the case. But Columbus City Schools Board of Education Policy 5517.02 supports these prohibitions with respect to transgender and gender variant students. So someone there on the Board of Education is saying, we're going to cram this under the umbrella too. Did you know that? Communication with the student is paramount. If it's a minor, why is it paramount? Paramount should be the communication with the guardian or the parent, Columbus City Schools. Schools are encouraged to communicate openly, albeit confidentially, with students regarding their transgender status or gender identity or expression. Proper communication with the student will ensure that appropriate steps are taken to determine a student's preference and address potential privacy concerns and associated risks to the student's well-being. There it is. So under the guise of privacy and well-being, and I'm telling you, these radical wackos define well-being as you better allow the student who's gender confused and struggling with gender dysphoria to express himself or herself the way that he or she needs to. And if you're not doing that, you are a threat to the student's well-being, even if you're a parent. I'm telling you right now, we've uncovered it in schools in Ohio, and this appears to be another one. We're, but don't take my word for it. We're going to talk next uh, for uh, about what's going on in Columbus and the story that broke. I'm just reading you the rule right now. Columbus City Schools will work closely with transgender and gender variant students and their parents slash guardians to address preferences with respect to name and pronoun usage in school. A plan will be developed to reflect the student's needs and wishes with respect to the use of names and pronouns within the school and in any school-related activity. In situations where the parent-slash-guardian is opposed to any name or pronoun usage changes, school staff will continue to work with families and students in an effort to arrive at a mutually agreeable solution. Parents and guardians must be kept informed of any name or pronoun usage changes. So what I'm reading there, mutually agreeable. Uh, they want to co-opt your right to educate and, up, and, and bring up your child over my dead body. Not your child, Columbus City Schools, my kid, our listeners' kids. We're going to talk about this important issue next, and uh, you're going to want to stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.